1: Blog Talk Radio. and welcome to community garden revolution my name is mary huckel and we are very very excited about today's show uh... we're glad you're here um... this is most, mostly going to be about food hubs and uh, if you have your food hub uh, in your neighborhood, you have many opportunities for you to uh, connect with other food hubs in your city or with other towns, uh, with uh, other community gardens that would feed into food hubs. Sometimes neighborhood associations have uh, these food hubs that feed in from their community gardens. So if you have 5 or 10 or 30 different community gardens, and, uh, you know, community garden groups, and then uh, they all collect and then they meet at a certain location. Uh, You can also use that location for meeting rooms, uh, to have functions together, uh, to uh, learn about laws, combine ideas about growing, fundraising, there's all kinds of things that can be done. So, uh, we're very excited about the possibility of getting more food hubs started in America and, um... the USDA, of course, would love to see more food hubs. What that does is also open the door for farmers to be able to bring their items to the food hub. And the food hub itself is the one that makes the connections to the grocery stores, the local restaurants, uh, the colleges, and whoever to be able to sell food to them. Hospitals also, um, different other kinds of groups that could uh, benefit from uh, having fresh food that maybe is – more costly otherwise, or maybe they don't get as fresh food that they want uh, that's possible out there. So uh, it's an exciting time, and food hubs uh, have the opportunity to uh, raise money or have little uh, restaurants on the side where they can go ahead and do um, uh, food that they give out to you know homeless or people that maybe did have a great week that week uh, financially, and they can come there and eat for a nominal price or sometimes even free Um or what they can afford. Uh, so there's uh, different ways of making things work and food hubs I'm excited about because I believe we can start my food hubs. Now I've uh, talked to some folks uh, that do financing on food hubs and they'd be more than happy to take the opportunity uh, to do some financing if it's done the right way of what they like. so uh, since send, send your uh, information to us at community uh, Guard revolution that's community guard revolution at gmail.com. Or you can send it to Business Solutions Global at Gmail.com. That's Business Solutions Global at Gmail.com. So Community Garden Revolution at Gmail.com is one of them. So um, let's uh, see how we can match you with these folks and change around our nation. And that's basically what will happen. So um, <clears throat> I'd like to see more of a network uh, in uh, the different 50, different 50 states. Well, it's, yeah, it would be. All, all the 50 states, I should have said it that way. Just like what Vermont does with all their gardens, they have 500 community gardens in their state. Now, that's Vermont. That's a smaller state. Think how it would be in other states that are larger or could be, uh, but they have 500 gardens in theirs. So uh, they do have a network between all of them that they can go ahead and share information with each other, uh, that they can go ahead and uh, send out coupons or different kind of sales that are going on. So this is a great opportunity for us to network and have a good buying power with each other and uh, make a difference in possibly maybe seeds. We could make a difference maybe in uh, how things are done um, to label. You never know what we could do. Not that we want to be an advocacy group. We just want to have some swing or swagger uh, when we're dealing with our seeds and our uh, things that we put on our our plants. So um, there's some exciting times and uh, opportunities ahead. Very exciting. So, um, we're going to keep you posted on that because uh, I told a, a group that I'm going to go ahead and email them about my ideas, about getting some others uh, started. So, uh, hopefully, they'll jump aboard and uh, we'll be able to see how we can stretch that out into uh, different states. So, do give me a, a, an email if you want to get something started in your state. Uh, it's communitygardenrevolution at gmail.com. That's communitygardenrevolution at gmail.com. And um, like I said before, I found a company that if you do their steps, uh they'd be interested in um, putting together something to be a, 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 a nice viable uh, food hub. Now, they will do 100% financing if it's a rehab situation. So if you find an old building, old house or whatever that's zone right, uh, then if you do it as a rehab, it's 100% financing. Now, otherwise, if it's something where you've got to purchase it and then start from whatever, or just build it, it's going to be 75% LTV. So, um, to me, I would make sure that I find a building that I can rehab and then turn that around uh, and get 100% financing. And in my opinion, you should get yourself off in one or two years' time and refinance with somebody else. Uh, if you get that uh, and say that that's what you're going to do, I would be most assured that that's how you're going to easier get off that loan or get that loan happening for you uh, that uh, you'll be able to get in the door so there's exciting times ahead I'm just so excited to have found someone that would even listen about food hubs so um, stay tuned and I'm sure that we're going to find more exciting things coming up because it's just an awesome time uh, here in America right now in my opinion on food so here we go we're a community garden revolution and we'll be back on the other side uh, of this uh, little ditty (laughs) revolution my name is mary huckel and um we're going to tell you too on the food hub part if you're kind of wondering okay now how could that be something i can do and what does it mean well a food house can be started by all kinds of different organizations it could be a non-profit group it can be a for-profit group it can be a co-op uh it could be a tie-in with uh let's say uh, a food bank or it could be a tie-in with some other kind of business or whatever so uh, there's ways of making it happen And I know with the financing people that I've got, uh, they want to have some way that shows like a rehab of a building, but they like mixed use. So if you go ahead and you put, let's say, two other offices there, or you put a rental for, uh, let's say, some uh, housing in the background and you're in the storefront in the front, uh, that is perfect. That's what they like to see. So it shows some kind of income coming through, and so they can make sure pretty well that you're going to be able to make your monthly payment. And uh again they would like to get off in a year or two's time to, like, go on and make sure that they made money on their deal and then go on and be able to lend to other people. So um the USDA, I refer to it all the time. Uh they've got a uh section there that has different directories. We find there for our magazine the food hub the Farmers Markets, we find there the food hub the uh uh USDA's list of um oh uh, food hubs of course. Uh, we find there the winter farmers markets. Uh, you can find all kinds of directory listings of different groups uh, on the USDA .dot uh, org or gov. I guess they got it. It's www.ams.usda.gov. .usda .gov. Now the AMS is their marketing arm, is what it is. But I always just key in USDA, and then I put it on what directory I'm looking for, and so that's how I get it up there on Google. Uh, or your search uh, thing, whatever it is you use, Bing, uh, www.ask.com, ask.com, whoever it is you use. And uh, the USDA has one on food hubs. And like I said before, they have a listing of all the different states, the different cities, like one of them is called a Mississippi, uh, Hernando, Mississippi, wherever that is, Four Rivers Fresh Foods. A uh, place in Alaska, Homer, Alaska, called it Alaska Food Hub. Um, somebody else, Salinas, California, uh, they have Alba Organics. Uh, Alderson, West Virginia, came out with Alderson Community Food Hub. All Things Food, they're in Bryan, Ohio. So there's all kinds of uh, listings of different uh, food hubs, and then some of them are co-ops. Like I said before, a, a number of them are co-ops. Um, or they're non-profit groups or they're for-profit groups. Now, some of them have been doing it for many years, so they have it inside their food, uh, uh, what do they call it, food broker's business. And uh, so they connect it with that. So uh, there's different ways of getting it done and started. You just got to figure out what it is that's in your town or city, what's in your community, your region, uh, your tri-state area, your two-state area, your one-state area. Uh, how can you make that work best for you? So um, for sure email me if you're interested because we're going to find a way for you to make that happen. And depending upon who you've got, we're trying to see if we can pair it with somebody to help us uh, also help you with the management part, uh, of course, for a small fee, but help you with the management part to make sure that you'll be a success. And uh, I'm hoping to reach them next week and then uh, see if they can help you. Um, you know make that work they 'll overlook the the books make sure you 're doing this, that, and the other, give suggestions um and it 's just a way to make sure that uh if we're helping you that you 're going to be a success uh We want our lenders to feel that uh they lended money to people that could make it work, and uh we don 't want them to uh, you know all of a sudden own a the building they think they can 't do much with but uh that's why there's mixed use, to be able to help make the monthly payments and then not worry about their money, and, and uh, you will be a far better off yourself because you won't have to think about how you can make that money uh, in uh, your monthly payment where you've got other different um, expenses because of business. Um, in business, no matter what you own, there's always other business expenses that pop up that you go, what? I can't believe that. What? <laughs> At least I always did. I always told people I was insurance poor. There was always one other insurance more that you could get. And what did you know a month later uh, I needed one of the insurances. It was disability insurance. Uh, but uh, my, uh, I think one of my insurances uh, took over whatever on something else out of the way. But, um, yeah, you know, it, when you own a business – there's always something, something that uh, you're going to have to make, uh, you, you know, use and, and uh, pay for it so that down the road you'll be okay. So um, food hubs is my thing I'm pushing this year. Uh, I've stayed it in, before in the last couple of years, and this year we're just going to do a lot of different stuff with food hubs. So uh, get used to the word. Uh, urban farms is what was popular last year. Big jump on that. Uh, if we have food hub for them to go to, then by golly dang, they'll be able to make money. The urban farmers are going to make money. So um starts new careers, new lives for people. And I just read an article uh, from a, uh, was, uh, what was it called? Let's see if I can find it real fast. I got the tab up. Uh, basically, this guy had a small area. Now, see, I think he had a quarter of an acre, and he did everything vertically. And he was able to make $75,000 a year on that. Uh, he started out and he made about $12,000, you know, and then it grew exponentially after that. And I don't remember how many years he's had, but um, we have been reading some articles and situations where people have an acre. And uh, they work at it. Don't get me wrong. They work at it, have vertical shelves and that kind of stuff to make sure you make, uh, make use of the space as best you can. And they make about $100,000. So there's ways of making some money at it, and you got to work, because uh, farming is a lot different than a lot of other careers. You have to really work hard uh, to make money. And it doesn't mean that when you plant the seeds or the plants, it's going to grow. You know, I have been there before in the past. It's going to happen even in the future. So um, there's going to be sweeping transformations that people can see once they get into an ag economy. Ag economies can turn on a dime. So... Um, Keep posted because we'll have more information, I'm sure, as the road goes on. Um, Let's see here. We're going to go ahead and uh, tell you about some challenges that producers have in the farming industry uh, using uh, or adapting to advanced technology. And we saw a picture over the week of a drone uh, delivering different things on the field that we've known for the past few years. And I've mentioned it in two or three shows in the past uh, where they've used cameras, then they save money on payroll, uh, gas uh, by using drones to go up and down the fields to see how they are, and then they can always send someone out on a truck or car and then check on the area of the field. So now they're uh, delivering. <laughs> now drones are helping to deliver water, uh, water in areas that are a little blighted. They're also uh, delivering the pesticide stuff and uh, you know other things uh, to the fields. Uh, so there's ways of using this technology, but some people are using it and some people are not. And um, so we're going to hear from the USDA how some farmers or ranchers may still have concerns about incorporating rapidly uh, advanced ag tech to their operations. And then uh, what they're going to do is they're going to look into the reason of why is that. And uh, I can tell you from uh, you know a number of people did show like change, but. In my opinion, if it could make it work better and faster and it saves me money, it saves me time and energy, then uh, I want to hear about it. So here we go.
0: When you talk about technology today, it really moves at a pace that's really hard to even comprehend. And a prime example of that is in agriculture, according to ag tech expert Chad Colby. And it's not just on display in the U.S. at events like the Farm Progress Show but perhaps more so around the globe. Agritechnica, it's held late November every odd year, so it'll be next year, and there's nothing like it. It makes the Farm Progress Show look like a pizza parlor on a Friday night. But no matter where you go, when it comes to ag tech, Colby says the challenge in the mind of operators is adopting this technology and where's that line? Complicated by this rapid pace of development. Take, for instance, new tech that allows the machine to adjust in the field in real time. So a conventional cultivator going through the field like you're used to, if it makes a mistake or the operator does, it's going to cause problems when you plant. That's a challenge for a lot of producers to get their head around using some of this technology. Then there are technologies like data screens inside newer model pickup trucks that are bigger than an iPad. What Colby says presents itself as a fear factor to some producers. It's neat, but I'm going to also tell you there will be people that will not buy this because of that. And then there is the challenge of occasional inconvenience. Say as a farmer is attempting to collect real-time data during an operation, and one of these messages pop up on their device screen. The online system says, currently not available, please check in later. Uh, Sorry, due to global cyber attacks, we've decided to update. Yet for all these potential challenges for producers to adapt and use new technology that may make them, well, nervous, Colby says he counters this when speaking to them by explaining the potential of things you can do on your farm that changes your school of thought. And while tech in the mind of growers, of many, may consist of i-this or multifunctional that, Colby notes that some rapid advances can be found in what we may take for granted, such as farm machinery tires. There's some pretty amazing technology out there now. With row crop, he's planting four rows in tire tracks without any yield drag as well as advanced tech-like drones, which compared to, say, just three to four years ago, are not only more user-friendly and less cost-prohibited, but can collect and transmit farm data and high-resolution pictures real-time. This is what our growers have now, so don't be surprised if you start seeing a little bit more out of the drone industry because now we have stuff that's tangible. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C.
1: I think that's pretty exciting because... Uh, I've always liked drones, to be with. I was always fearful, though, about how it is invasion of privacy. Uh, so uh, you do have to watch out for that part or that aspect. I don't necessarily agree all the time with all the delivery options they have for drones because I think they can collide with each other in the air or collide with our uh, our helicopters and planes. But uh, I would say um, uh, embrace what change you can see and make it work for you. Uh, drones, if you got uh, a large swath of land or let's say a big thing of community gardens and you don't want to get out there, go ahead and use that drone, that camera, go up and down and see what's going on and make sure you check it on your people uh, to see if they're doing their thing. Otherwise, some of the rules they have, you know, if you don't uh, weed out your stuff, uh, then a certain period of time they close down your plot. I think that's a great thing. Or if, uh, you know, some of the issues, that maybe you didn't know something broke or maybe something fell down or something, they can give you a call and say, hey, we just saw on the drone. Uh, This is what's happening to your uh, plot. So there's ways of making things work, and with technology, what works, do it. What doesn't work, get rid of it, drop it, whatever. That's what we do all the time. Not everything is going to work for everyone. And uh, we have different applications that we do with different things, so uh, we do have to juggle around what we think is going to work best. So, um, you know, we're just normal like everybody else, but um, it's exciting times, I'm just telling you. So, food hubs and community gardens go together. And like I told you before, we have financing available that we're aware of. Uh, that uh, if you uh, give me an email at communitygardenrevolution at gmail.com, that's communitygardenrevolution. Uh, there will be a you to some great uh, opportunities for uh, financing. Now, uh, we do have the Community Garden Magazine that's out for January. So, that's www.communitygardenmagazine at com. Uh, gmail.com <laughs> well you can email me anytime that will be fine uh, magazine at gmail.com but uh, if you want to look up for our magazine it's communitygardenmagazine at uh, wait let me think here I see I've got someone else uh, entering the door of apologize, but it's communitygardenmagazine.com if you look on our website uh, then uh, uh, go ahead and see where you can uh, purchase the magazine uh, we're going to put some of the sites this year uh, we've been looking around for about a year now, and it's not necessarily all what I like or think, but um, but we're going to have to put it on some different sites also because we want to reach as many people as possible. And uh, we're going to also change a few more things about the magazine. We did uh, with the ha- issue that we had in December as far as the buying issue, you know, for cataloging or, or uh, uh, gift ideas, and then like what we did for uh, January, have seed catalog ideas in there. We want to do more with that next year. Uh, so there's things that we're evolving and changing. Uh, we're trying to see if we can find a partnership with some folks uh, to be able to help us do the magazine and do it better. I'm wanting to step to the next level for it, and uh, I do need to help with that. So um, we're seeing what we can do. We've got an editor that's sitting in the background just twiddling her thumbs, but uh, we've got to, uh, to do something to get us to the next level, and so that's what I'm trying to do is – get to that point. So uh it's exciting times and um uh, if you have any ideas on it, do email me at garden magazine at gmail dot com. That's community garden magazine at gmail dot com. So um there's different kind of magazines that are coming out now with more recipes if you've noticed and we have taken notice uh on it and we've been looking at some of them just to kind of peruse or give ideas of whatever Some of the recipes we can't use because of the spices, uh, spicing or spices that they use. But um, it's been very interesting to see what all has come out because, you know, these slow cookers are are very popular. Um, We got a pressure cooker that also does slow cooking. We love our pressure cooker, our newest one. My mom was kind of leery because she's used to the older uh, manual one. Uh, A lot of chefs still use those. Uh, but uh, I went ahead and instead of going that route, because I was almost thinking that route, uh, after I found out that some of the uh, electric ones, the lids have fallen off or popped off or whatever, I'm not sure what went on there, but uh, that wasn't my idea of what I wanted to do. So, um, But I think they were mishandling it, I think. Uh, we were try to be as cautious as we can and make sure the little uh, pressure thing uh, dial is down before we uh, you know, open it up. We love it. I mean, there's not been a bad meal yet that we have done for that pressure cooker, so uh and I'm a novice at it. uh I'm probably as born novice as anybody, and I'm telling you I've not made a bad meal from it so um uh now the one we use is the three quart instapot because I have it with my mom, and uh she's been helping me out too uh during some uh, health things I had to work on but um we love it. Uh, my mom again was leery about it at first because it is different and it is electric. She loves it. She loves it. She can't even think why they would we why we would go back to using the other the other one and that's manual. Uh, but I just didn't trust the little thing twisting around, whistling and and uh, I just didn't trust it. And uh, we have opened it up in the past. It's probably about thirty years ago. My mom opened it up and uh, food flew everywhere. So, uh, And I was so glad she wasn't knocked out by the lid, and I was so glad she wasn't burned either because a lot of people get scalded. So um, we're very excited about the uh, new magazines that are coming out, not to say that all of them are good. Uh, we have one magazine that we had for, I don't know, two, three years, and then we decided not to take it, and then all of a sudden we picked it back up. Uh, and it's just because we want some great new recipes to use and try in the pressure cooker. So... Um, Do be aware that there's some great opportunities out there to learn how to cook uh, with the food that you grow in your community garden and uh, explore things. That's what we're doing. We're exploring things. Our taste buds are very bland. That's how we like it. That's how we don't have stomach problems that other people do. We don't have the reflux stuff. So um, we just do it differently. Uh, We follow along with what the doctors tell us on different things, and it's worked so far. Uh, We just have to lose weight. We have to lose weight. So, um, we've got uh, sal- salads, you know, lettuce in the refrigerator now, and, and uh, we eat the so often, maybe not as many times as we did a few years back, but um, we're just trying to maintain and make sure that we're going to be healthy, strong, and our strength, build up our strength, and then also uh, eat well. And uh, we are, I don't, I myself, I ha- hired a doctor last fall. Uh, that starting in the spring we're going to be really watching like the numbers and what medicines we take or whatever, and we're going to make adjustments uh, because we want to get healthier and better and stronger and uh, sometimes other doctors they want you to take that medicine you know no matter what I'm not that way don't want to take medicine period but uh, sometimes you got to take it so um, I'm excited about Uh, This year, I hope that it becomes a more healthier year. That's what I'm going to be working toward. So um, I hope that you take that stance also with what you eat or what you do with your activities and uh, think more positively how you can improve your life. I'm a person that likes to improve my life, and I like to see others improve too. I believe that you could uh, rise together. Uh, Unfortunately, in the town where I live, a lot of people like to downtrod people or spit at them or whatever. We're not from that. We don't know what, the, what that means or what that is or what that's about. We feel sorry for those folks if we even have any inkling about whatever. But, um, you know, we go on because it's uh, not our life. And uh, But you have to be aware that there's always people that want to uh, push you down or keep you from doing things or limiting you. That was their favorite term uh, 30, 40 years ago, you're limited. I'm not limited. I don't care. I didn't come from that, not a part of that, not that. And I believe uh, in America, and I believe we can be stronger and better. And I believe in prosperity. I believe in uh, people helping each other rise. And um, I'm for uh, making that uh, people can have their dreams and it happen. I'm for that. Now, there's other stuff that people like to push around. I don't know what that means or is. I have no clue and don't want that clue. So uh, I'm here to make sure that we feed our people, that they have enough in their bellies, enough in their tummies, so they can perform and be the best they can be. And there is no other America. We have to make sure that our people are fed. Uh, Our town takes a little bit different stance, and we're now instead of one out of six, they go to one out of five, one out of five Americans in our city, in our town, uh, uh, have the capabilities of eating. Now, eating, 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 whatever, depends on where you're from, huh? (laughs) Now, that's despicable. That's horrible. I think that's criminal in a way, but uh, that's what they like to do. They like to downtrod people, make it so it's poverty. We are even below the average for the pay that people get, below the average. Isn't that sad? That's just sad. So we didn't come from that. We have business people that we've dealt with outside of our state and city for decades because we don't believe in their stuff. Uh, we don't know if they're in the Venezuela state of mind. We don't know. We don't know what that means. Uh, but um, I'm here for prosperity for all. So that means I want to make sure you're getting food in your tummy, uh, that you can be able to think and be the best you can be, and you can be that way when you got food in your stomach. So um, keep us posted ask us questions, send us the emails. We'd love to hear from you. All right, well, got to go, got to scoot, and we appreciate you listening today. You're listening to Community Garden Revolution. My name is Mary Huckel. Have a great Community Garden Day.
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.